Our guest, Anna Maria Larson, has helped numerous senior executives rediscover and fully appreciate their own innate gifts, talents, and passions. Anna Maria is the founder and managing partner of Luminous Partners, LLC, a leadership coaching, executive search, and strategic consulting firm. She started her career as a retained executive search consultant. Her clients include Fortune 500, small and mid-sized companies, nonprofit organizations, and individuals. Anna Maria has provided coaching to executives of all levels. However, her greatest strength is working with senior level executives. Many of her clients have already had stellar achievements throughout their careers, yet are seeking a new direction, personal fulfillment, or perhaps a capstone opportunity to achieve a personal objective. She feels as if coaching is very personal and her unique style and approach are derived from a lifetime of unique experiences. Anna Maria holds a bachelor's degree from Trinity University in Washington, D.C., as well as a certificate in organizational leadership and not-for-profit management from Harvard University. Additionally, she holds a postgraduate certification in leadership coaching from Georgetown University and is credentialed by the International Coaching Federation. Thank you for joining us today on this special edition of Leader to Leader. Welcome, Anna Maria Larson. We've been talking about presence. We've been talking about self-love, about kindness, and this sounds all great. My question is, how do we know it when we see it? And sometimes when we talk about what these podcasts are about, overarching in the College of Business, leader to leader, and talking about leadership, and understanding about leadership, not just studying about leadership or leaders, but actually knowing it when you see it. And in our little chat just a few minutes ago, we were talking about being around people that I would say, I love the word inspire, being around leaders that when you walk out of a meeting, you almost want to kick up your heels. You're so excited to do something. But then there's other meetings that people just drown on and drag you down. So my question, how do we know all of this sounds great, but how can we see, touch, feel it to know what we're talking about in front of us? So I'll I'll start that for this wrap up session. Thank you, Allie. One of the things we started to talk about in our first podcast was the body. Mm. I think this is a great conversation to focus on this podcast, perhaps. Other way that we can learn more about the incredible miracle of the human body. Mm. We so often listen with our ears and see with our eyes and calculate first with our brain, Mm -hmm. actually brain before eyes and ears, I'm afraid, (laughs) (laughs) which has gotten us into trouble because as we've spoken before, we have a tendency, not a tendency, the first thing we do is we react. People that have presence learn to put duct tape on their mouths. All my clients laugh because I make them buy a roll of duct tape and stick it (laughs) under their desk. That's a reminder. As a reminder to breathe <laughs> yeah, and to get centered. Hmm. The body never lies. 
the body will always tell you what it's feeling. Hmm. Now, I want to distinguish a little bit, if I might. Okay. If we're feeling great emotion, that sometimes it gets jumbled up, hmm. and that takes us into our victimhood, so to speak. But I'm talking about the subtle sensitivity of the body in terms of feeling tightness, stress, Many times you hear people talk about the gut, my gut reaction. Mm-hmm. Right. And what a beautiful two examples that you gave when you walk into a meeting with a leader or a manager or somebody that you admire, you're uplifted, mm-hmm. you walk out inspired, mm-hmm. and then others that have a what you sense, you know, maybe sees the glass half empty mm-hmm. rather than half full the words the energy everything is tedious it's like slogging through mud mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> right mm-hmm. so the body is sharing with you if we become more and more aware of presence within us it is like an antenna that says okay i am being affected by this energy And it's not just human beings, but that's what we're we're focused on. We know that there are places that we go to that we feel really uplifted. Mm -hmm. Music. I will tell you the other day I was ready to cook dinner and I was weary and I had fallen into my external self, pity me, you know, (laughs) and I just was on automatic and I somehow something inside of me said, play this kind of music, mm-hmm. you know, my bones. As soon as the music started, and I happen to be very partial to American Indian flute music. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The vibratory level mm-hmm. changed in my whole body. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is another practice, another awareness that the body was tense and tired and was carrying all the old memories, it was contracted Hmm. by the energy that I allowed to affect me during the day Uh to a vibratory level that broke it open. Leaders carry the same energy. People that you admire, let's just use some universal figures, perhaps. Hmm. The Dalai Lama. Uh Martin Luther King. Uh Mother Teresa, they carried this presence and the vibratory level that they emitted, not all the time, but most of the time, and inadvertently, even if they didn't feel it, it emanated from them, quite frankly, lifted the energy in the room. Now, we spoke about this in our first podcast, we're all electrical. Mm -hmm. And if you take a tuning fork and you tap it, the vibratory level in the room goes to that tuning fork. It's a scientific fact. Mm -hmm. We don't recognize how powerful we are Mm -hmm. by our presence. That if we come in to a meeting, even though it's a stressful meeting and there's crises, or we are a part of a team and the team has a deadline and we're all worried. We're worried about our jobs. We're worried about the immediacy of this particular issue. It's affecting other lives, other people, the business, our future, mm-hmm. our livelihood, our security. That stress 
when you come in makes it far more challenging to come up with creative solutions. If one is able through awareness to get centered, to breathe deeply, and bring an energy that is open and curious and at peace and is in the moment, that one person can change the dynamics of the team, can change the dynamics of a room, one person. And I know that anybody listening to this podcast, if they were really to sit down and think about an experience, about walking into different venues, or thinking about somebody that uplifted them and inspired them, it is a visceral feeling, and it's a great practice. The thing that we need to do more of is to recognize it. And when we are aware of it, and then we can become more aware of how we can stand centered in the midst of any crisis, any negativity, and hold on to that and be true to ourselves. So that's really threading what you've talked about in the first two episodes into seeing it in leadership. And you name some of the great leaders that I think we can all you know, focus on saying, okay, yes, you know, this person is great, or this person has done this. And what I would do is, if I were teaching a leadership class, I would say, think of a great leader, not just one, but think of a leader you've been in a meeting with, and how did you feel? Yes. And that's exactly it. Yeah. Beautiful. I would say that. And then from here on out, the study of leadership is not just, again, going back. I I love our textbooks. I love our professors that teach it. But it really is the study of life, of being in and being surrounded and being aware. So even if I could say this, we have a fabulous university president. She is creative, innovative, and we have seen over the last year how she has faced so many obstacles, like so many other top administrative officers that have been, some of them have done it well, others have not. The one thing that I would say is when you're in a room with her physically, we're not there anymore, we're all working remotely, But when you feel that energy, you know that you belong. It is such a beautiful example. Yeah. Interestingly, you can actually feel it over the telephone, Mm. and you can feel it via Zoom. Mm -hmm. And it actually, if there's a written word that they've written, you can feel it coming from the written word. Yeah. It's a fabulous, as somebody who has studied this in organizations for so long, and trying to do different things throughout my career, it is a really good thing to know that you're studying somebody. So if you're sitting in, this is my example in my mind right now, is Dr. Hartnett has the uh, Women in Leadership, which is a fabulous yearly thing, and we're going to have it next year, not this year. But you sit there, and you're surrounded by these fabulous women leaders And you learn and you listen and you learn. And I think that's what I'm saying right now is 
anybody listening to this, this is your homework, is the next time you're somewhere or on a Zoom call or whatever it is, really be aware of that leader and how do you feel at the gut level, how do you feel? Absolutely. Take a look at that and then ask questions about that. Am I feeling open? Am I feeling light, lighter? Mm -hmm. Or am I feeling stressed? What part of my body is carrying that stress? What is that telling me? The truth is we're always communicating that way. And we get a feeling about something, but we let our head take over and we plow through things Mm -hmm. and we carry the stress. It may be that you have to plow through something anyway, but if you can take a breath, really, it's cheap. (laughs) It doesn't take any time. Mm -hmm. No one sees you doing it. Mm -hmm. Recenter, be still, and then make the choice to do it the best way you can. I promise you, the stress is gone. And your creative presence will bring you forward to do the best that you are able to do in that moment. I think that would be a great place to stop. However, we're not going to (laughs) stop. There's one thing that I think to end on. And I would like to end on if you could speak briefly about leadership and about authentic leadership and what that really means because I want to bring this out tease this out a little bit more we you've said it a couple of times we hear it all the time being authentic we talked about it a little bit but I would really love to end this on what does that look like being an authentic leader can you also share with our listeners of what does that feel like to be an authentic leader because some of our listeners may not feel that for years and years and years or maybe not feel that in positions of organizational effectiveness is what I'm thinking they may feel it in different ways but in your experience with coaching these executives when do they feel it how do they feel it and how can we recognize it That question is a number of different questions. And so I'll do the very best that I can in these next few moments, Allie. Thank you. I think I'd like to revisit this notion that it's not so much what we do, but how we do it. Mm. So to your point earlier, there's so many really wonderful books about if you do this, 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 and this, your life will change forever. Mm And they're good books. Mm -hmm. And it's an entry point, I believe, through the external self to the intention getting to the authentic self. Mm. So my premise in the work that I do is, how about we just get into the authentic self or the true self and focus on that and everything else, quite frankly, emanates out. Uh. And there's a ton of really excellent literature out there and what that looks like and feels like. And that's basically the question Mm -hmm. that you're asking me. So in light of the limited time that we have, I will share some words with you maybe (laughs) that would help. Yes. One is joy. Mm -hmm. In the moment, being aware of this internal joy. 
the happiness to see others, to connect with others, a gentleness, a compassion, a wanting to know how another person is in the sense of where is that perspective coming from? What can I learn from them as to what they just expressed to me? So shutting off the, as best I can, not really shutting off, but putting to the side the external ear, the external ego, and the well-trained brain in judgment, Mm. and allowing my true curiosity to say, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Help me, but with kindness and gentleness and true deep listening. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. People that have presence practice deep listening. Mm-hmm. I would also say to you, if you're a really good listener and a deep listener, and there's a difference between a good listener and a deep listener. If you are a deep listener, you're in presence. It will lead you into presence. So at the very beginning of our podcast, we talked about the many different threads. If you want to unravel a scarf, that's one way to do it. Mm -hmm. So those are some words that I find for me and the people that I work with and others that then emit a shift, an energetic shift. And you asked, how do we know this? I'm going to use the words I shared with you in the first podcast. You know it. Mm. You feel it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you're not scared on the edges. It doesn't mean that you're wondering if you're doing the right thing on the edges. But somehow inside, viscerally and then energetically, you know it. You feel more expansive. You're able to listen to many different perspectives or, by the way, see what's coming at you. Many times with my clients, use the example, think of a tornado, and you are in the center of the tornado. And that, we all know that in the center of the tornado, that there's calm Mm -hmm. and quiet, and that you can't get hurt when you're right in the center. Mm -hmm. In presence, you are able to see detached, objectively, everything swirling around you. Mm-hmm. Cars, tricycles, roofs, and they can touch you. Right? Right? <laughs> and you are, and this is obviously a metaphor, I've never mm-hmm. stood in the center of <laughs> a not. tornado. You, then you have an opportunity to then decide what you're going to do next. Yeah. So it's visceral. You can know it by the way you're responding, the quality of your voice. Those are just some examples, but it's a centeredness and knowingness and a form of relaxation. And it's a deep well of stillness that's inside of you. Right. And through that stillness is clarity. Well said. So I think well said, Ellie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's how, again, tornado, that's a really good one. Because it's what do you pick and choose to focus on that you need as things are swirling. Because they are. And just because you're kind doesn't mean that you don't have the best interest of the organization, you know, at top of mind and making hard decisions. Because that... Well said. Well said. If we had more time, I would share stories with you. But kindness and clarity doesn't mean 
that you don't make tough decisions. Yeah. 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 And with that being said, authentic leadership, you are an authentic leader. I really appreciate your time being here and what you're offering to everybody that listens to this and the series of these episodes could potentially change the outlook for many, many people. So thank you very much, Anna Maria. It has been my privilege, Allie. Thank you so much.